is yet another Monday edition of the Chair Shop Podcast, coming to you live from three locations, as it always is. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Barry Murphy, joined, as always, by my ever-dependable co-host, first of all, Mr. Joe Towner. Hello there, Barry. And also with us, Mr. Paul Griffin. Oh yeah, basically, fuck yeah. Uh, everything working this week over there? We got everything plugged in, everyone everyone audible and all that? Yeah, last week Ooh, yeah. was the first... I don't know if the listeners would even know this, but last week was the first week in about two months that we didn't have any technical issues throughout the show. Did we not? Yeah. Was a good one there? I, I, I could have so. sworn I remembered something, but that's, that's right. Um... We're here anyway, lads. We've got a uh, we've got a bumper show to talk about. Me and Paul went to the wrestling this weekend. Uh, are we going to be splitting that off into its own little thing, Paul? Um, I think we usually do. I don't know that there there's that much really to discuss. We, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how long this goes, and then we'll see what we're going to do. Yeah, sure. Uh, and we've also got some various other guffs and bits and pieces uh, uh, to get to. First of all, I'm assuming they are in attendance, but I believe it was someone's birthday this week. It was herself's birthday this week. She's watching. <laughs> She's watching the Big British Bake Off now on Netflix. The great. <laughs> Like I don't know. I don't know. What did you call it? You'll be watching the big Irish <laughs> break up in a second if you correct me like that. <laughs> the great you, British break up. Excuse me. If you did that, you'd <laughs> be on. You'd be on Kathy and Hoda drinking wine, <laughs> crying about how you still want to to sire some children. With young Daffy, that, that's what you'd be doing. And he, and he, and he'd be, I was going to say you'd be growing questionable facial hair, but but you have you have much better facial hair than John Cena. I actually don't have any facial hair at the moment. I shaved a few days ago. Oh, but but you are capable. You are capable of doing. I can it. grow a beard. Yeah, which is more than John yeah. Cena can say. Um, but yeah, it was her birthday on the eleventh, so it would have been Friday. So we had a nice day. Went out for F. Went to FX Buckley for the first time. Don't know if you've ever been there. Exactly. Right? FX oh. Buckley is a steakhouse which has numerous locations around Ireland. Uh, we went to the one on Temple Bar in Dublin. And uh, sorry, Bountiful Cow, but you're going down to second place now in the best steaks ever. Because <laughs> uh, it was bloody good. It's really, really mm. nice. So we might go back sometime soon. Because you see, what they do is, first of all, when you're having a steak, you order it like rare or medium rare. So I went to medium rare because they're the only two correct choices. Sure. sure. Um, medium or above, you know, jobber. Okay. Um, <laughs> used to have it medium well. Yeah, when I, when I didn't know any better. When I didn't know better, then uh, I knew that uh, I didn't know better, you know. Um, but what they do is they fry it up for you and then they put it in like. A barbecue to smoke it up, so it has like a nice smoky t- flavor to it as well. Oh, it's so good! You know what else? You know what else gives it a nice smoky feeling is just when you burn all the other stuff off of it. <laughs> when it's just a lump of charcoal on the plate. When it's just a little lump of black coal, like Santa Claus brought me, baby. <laughs> That's how you get on the naughty list, actually, is by having your steak. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Um, and yeah, we got we went into Dublin, did some shopping. Um, we're looking to buy boots. We couldn't find any boots. Apparently, they don't make boots for women this time of the year, so we couldn't find any of those. Mm. Um, oh, I, you know what? Actually, I had this exact experience because uh, a pal of mine after OTT on Sunday, we were hungover. Her shoes started to fall apart, like literally yeah. fall apart. They were cheap shoes, and she was she was wearing boots. And we went into Penny's. She's like, I gotta get more boots. And then she came back. And she came back all dejected, going, "Oh, it's so it's summer. They don't have lady boots out anymore." Yeah, that's, so that's exactly Converse. the experience. We had. Converse. Well, Natty wasn't was looking for boots specifically, so we had to make do. I had to. I gave her a voucher for a pair of boots that I drew myself. So I I owe her a <laughs> pair of boots. Um, well, that's cute. I mean, that's you know. We went to Lush and got some bat stuff, and I bought myself a video game. And what else did we get? We went to obviously FX Bookly. Do we get anything else? I can't think of it. Do you what? Do you get? Do you get the nice with your steak in FX Bookly? Do you get chips or? Yeah, beef dripping chips. Mm, nice. And cake, obviously. We had them later that day. FX Bookly is is one of those places that's super super expensive, um, unless you do the early bird. Because uh, some of the steaks, like the 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 normal a la carte menu, the steaks can be anywhere from like. You know, 26, 28 euro, all the way up to like 40, 50 euro for the steak alone. Um, but if you do early bird, you get a choice of two or three courses. And uh, within the main courses of of the, the earlier bird, early bird menu, you have uh, an eight ounce rum steak or an eight ounce sirloin steak. And, and the... Huh? Is Phil's steak on there as well? Phil's steak's no good, so... Don't worry about that. Um, although you like fillet steak, though. Yeah. So give me a thumbs up, which people can't hear on the podcast. Um, and the whole two-course uh, menu only costs 21 euro, with an extra five if you go for the sirloin steak. So we between That's us, right. we had... Natty had a nice uh, big cocktail. She had a starter, which was a big Caesar salad. We both had sirloin steaks uh, with big, fat beef-dripping chips. And then I had a dessert afterwards, which was a big, big old bowl of ice cream. And mm. all together was 64 euro. Um, so pretty reasonable given that, you know, going, el- going at a later time, you could pay nearly two thirds of that just for your big steak, you know. And the, the eight ounce steak was big enough, to be fair. So very, very nice experience. I would definitely recommend people in the greater Dublin area or if they do any kind of... Um, uh, any kind of locations outside of Dublin. I'm not sure where all of their... I think they have one in Wicklow, possibly. I'm not sure where all their stores are or where the restaurants are, but definitely worth a go. Very, very good and uh, not too expensive. Um, or if you live in, you know, London, Bountiful Cow, also very good. Um, so that's kind of what we got up to in the week. Uh, I've also put on the, on the little uh, page we used to... Uh, keep track of what we're going to talk about on the show i wrote down sticker album because i have this app here which is uh the panini russia 2018 digital sticker album okay right because i love sticker album ever since i was a little boy with the merlin premier league sticker albums uh, of course i've only ever completed one i think i completed the 96 Maybe it was 98, one of those years. I actually completed the sticker album. But of course, nowadays, with, you know, bills and 
Netflix and other stuff to pay for. Uh, buying the actual sticker album is not exactly financially viable anymore. <laughs> so I've gone for the free uh, digital album, which is just an app that you can download. And you get a certain amount of free packs per day. And you can fill out your oh. album. And it has like online trading and everything. Point of this is... This. Point of this is... right. Can I'm we mi- try? Hey? Can yeah, we try with each other? We can. The point of it though is that I'm only, I'm only missing one sticker. Oh. Uh, I'll, I'll get that one. And you can have it. I'm missing... So this is a call out if anybody has it. right? I'm missing from Panama... <laughs> Uh, I get the player's name now. I'm going through my my album. His, I think his name is Roman Torres. Let me just confirm that now. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. dun, dun. Uh, where are you now, Panama? Yeah, Roman with with a, a accent on the A. Roman Torres. He's the only sticker I don't have in the entire uh, album. So. If anyone has that out there and you want to do a little tradesy, Bob, uh, hit me up on Twitter and we can do that. But yeah, it it, it is very, very addictive just collecting uh, these stickers every day. And what I think makes it a little bit too easy is, is the online trading. I would nearly remove that from the game and that you could only mm-hmm. trade with people you know. Because it, what it has essentially is... Uh, what's called a swap area where you can just put out public requests. I have X stickers I want... Yeah. X stickers. But it it lets you go as far as to say, I want Spanish team stickers. Here I have French team doubles, let's say. And it'll yeah. just take any of the ones you need and we'll just trade them all at once. And it makes it a little bit too easy to collect them all. Um but nevertheless they should, very, they very should make it so you can only do it with people in your class at school. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually did I was walking uh, to the shops the other day and I did see a kid with some physical stickers, like his little doubles stack and I was like fuck yeah. son of a bitch you're living my dream um, fortunately I don't know many kids who collect them or adults so had to go digital um, I think that's pretty much all that I've been up to this uh, week N- tomorrow by the way is the 15th of May which means officially me and Natty have been together four years Woo! Wow. Woo! high five tomorrow. I said tomorrow yeah. Getting mad at me now. <laughs> oh yeah, you're watching the big Bake Off. Great Bake Off. <laughs> the biggest Royal Rumble. No, that that's the Saudi Arabian one. Oh, okay. The greatest Bake Off. What about yourselves? What have you been up to? Anything? Bugger all. Mm. Yeah, I have. You know, other than um, uh, other than OTT, I didn't get up to much this week. You know, uneventful. Um, yes, guess where, where I S in Dublin, right? I S in a place called Brother Hubbard's, right? Okay. Which is like a Middle Easterny ca- like cafe that skews heavily Ooh. towards the veggie. So, um, how did you eat there? Well, I mean, eat is a funny <laughs> phrase, you know. Uh, first of all. Explain the context. This was again Sunday morning when I was with my oh, yeah. pal. She she's vegetarian and she's also way more um, like adventurous and not like let's just go to McDonald's, which is my attitude for everything. Sure. Um, so she wanted to go somewhere like actually not disgusting for oh. for, for for brunch. So Fucking I was like, all right, 
I was like, yeah, what are you talking about? Healthy food? Paying more than six quid for something? What? Um, so we went there. It was obviously not my, uh, not my bag, but it was all right. I did. I got uh, some Turkish scrambled eggs, mm-hmm. um, which are all right. It had like chili and peppers and shit like that in it, and it came with some nice uh, like sourdough bread. Do the eggs uh, come from thre- a turkey? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, um, I don't actually know where they came from. They, I think, I believe they were Irish eggs done in the style of they ah. do in Turkey land. Um, so it's just so, it's just a normal so, scrambled egg, but with a fez on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I sort of picked out the various spices and just ate the egg um, <laughs> with the tweezers and paid like twelve quid or whatever it was. Oh, wow. Um for that so yeah that was my that was my adventurous uh, uh, weekend other than that I did not get up to a whole hell of a lot um, yeah not, not a whole lot going on prior to, to OTT so what about so Joe yeah you got up to nothing either uh, not really quite boring weekend um, very busy at work because my boss is on paternity leave okay. so I'm to cover for him so it's a bit, a bit stressful isn't it being don't, don't get too comfy in that seat. It's not going to be a seat to come back to. <laughs> to get over. Yeah. Uh, so we can uh, we can jump in here to our, our various uh, guffs. Uh, we had uh, during the course of this week we had the cancellation and then immediate revival of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Either you lads watch that? Yeah, love the Brooklyn. Um, it's good. Um, and I'm glad that whining on the internet gets things done. That is, it's, it's proven. proven. It's, it's proven now. Definitely. Uh, um, so that, that's why WWE will be de-pushing Roman Reigns any day now. <laughs> uh, so look forward to that. So I, I remember I watched the first episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine like a couple of years ago and I was like, ah doesn't do anything for me and so i i never went back to it and then when all this was going down uh it was cancelled everyone was very very sad and then it was renewed or picked up by nbc rather uh, i was like you know what i gotta download something to watch on the uh on the train to ott so i'll do that and i downloaded about three episodes and i watched so i, I watched episode two three and four and i actually quite enjoyed it i thought it was pretty funny uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm still on season one obviously like i just just started at, at the beginning uh so yeah that was pretty good um and an easy watch 20 minutes a pop just you know easy to burn through so uh yeah i'll be watching that in the coming weeks that's gonna be pretty good uh and i also watched on the train a netflix original that i've been meaning to get around to watching for a while called mind hunter Mm. which is about a sort a, a hostage negotiator in the 1970s who basically kind of it's i think it's kind of the story of the origins of like psychological profiling and getting inside the head of of uh, criminals using modern like uh, psychological techniques and of course he's like this outsider who's who's thought of as a highfalutin hippie who doesn't know how, what real police work is and stuff like that i only watched the first episode but it's pretty good um, uh, really interesting idea, and, and they're they're really leaning into the setting, like they're they're kind of painting it as just like this real uphill battle because you know um, American police don't want to know why they're arresting the people they're arresting; they just want to arrest mm-hmm. them, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that's so, the uh, David Fincher one, Mindhunter, isn't it? 
I actually have no idea about. It. I heard, I just heard it was good, so I was like, yeah, I was like, all right, I'll stick that on. But uh, I think he directed like the first two episodes and the last two episodes of the mm-hmm. show, something like that. But it's pretty stylish, and it's obviously it's, it's got you know that yeah. that specific uh, time period about it, which which is always cool. Uh, yeah, so I'll report back on that. Uh, so uh, that's that's my two new new watches currently. Still have no started Westworld, Vive, and also people are getting increasingly lukewarm about it, so I don't know if I will. No, I, I will watch it. I still haven't started it either. Though. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Because I was too busy watching other shows. We're busy, lads. We're busy. Oh, you know what I mean? For um, birthday in that. Yeah, that's right. That's true. <laughs> um, that's my excuse. Also, the Premier so, League is uh, over now. So that gives time for Westworld. In that. Um, yeah, but then we've got the World Cup. We'll do FA Cup next week. Cup, is World Cup this year? League. World Cup oh. is this year. I was just talking about World Cup sticker album not five minutes ago. <laughs> oh right. Well, no, I I completely uh-huh. spaced on that. Yeah. Okay. okay. I just I just got an England shiny sticker. Oh, he's already doing it. <laughs> What'd you get? The badge. Yeah, the badge. I got Joe Hart, Gary Cahill, and Eric Dyer already. That's oh, pretty good. There you go. Do you lads remember? This feels like a lifetime ago in social media years. Do you remember Get Glue? Kind of. Yeah, I remember you using it. I I used it for about a month. <laughs> the way Paul said that. No, but that's literally just, my only remember, exposure to Get Glue is that it, Barry used it. Nerd. No, but that's what I mean. I, I never saw anyone else use it except Barry. Well, I, I like I I was one of the latecomers and I used it for about a month and then literally it died, so I killed it off. Um, Get Glue was like this. Almost like he just checked in saying, hey, I'm watching this television show. It's literally just, hey, this is what I'm watching. And um, various shows partnered up with the service. And the way it worked was if you checked in using enough, uh, checked in during enough shows, uh, they sent you stickers um, of the show. And so there were WWE ones. You got like Raw and SmackDown and I got like a Dean Ambrose fucking sticker and shit like that and uh, I got a sticker for the Breaking Bad finale I have no idea how this site was supposed to be making money like no, like it wasn't around for that long and I got precisely one delivery of stickers off them because they died shortly after it but uh, yeah so stickers are a, a dying breed I, I feel mm-hmm. um, you know what you know what's next Paul after after your uh, your sticker fetish Go on. Uh, is you're gonna get into the digital Funko Pop game is that a thing what no. There's oh yeah, there's digital there's digital Funko Pop. Ah uh, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted Funko Pops, but I don't actually want to buy them because I don't want to have things in my house. Mm. Um, but this it sounds amazing. Oh yeah, I I kind of want to get rid of my Funko Pops. They're just when you're when you're when when you have to clean the space you're in, fucking mm. moving them around is a pain in the hole. Um, yeah, yeah, that's why I don't own anything. Yeah, a table with nothing on it. I need to own less things. But anyway, so uh, yeah, any 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 football guff that you wanted to get out while we're on the subject? Uh, no. Not really. Season's over. FA Cup next uh, this weekend. Looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, nothing notable really. Fair enough. Uh, who else has watched some telly? Paul, you watched any telly? No. I watched um, some cartoons because that's what I like to watch rather than, you know, Hollywood drama that costs lots of money to produce. Just make cartoons. I'll watch them. 
uh, so I caught up with um, American Dad, of course. Um, also, let me just throw out, uh, I beat Joe in the Fantasy Premier League by about 30 points. No hard feelings, Joe. Well, that, well, um, th- neither of us broke the 2000, though. I only got no, I th- it was actually my third, my third best um, score ever. Yeah. <clears throat> I've been playing for 12 years. <laughs> stupid fucking game. Um, yeah. It's not a particularly good score. I don't know. I think I'm just not very good at fantasy football, to be honest. But I'll keep going. I'll there's keep always going. next year. There's always. I don't understand how Alex Crone is so good at it, but there's always next year. Um, He's got fuck all else to do. Sat in his fucking staff room, cunt. Wanking in the staff room. Anyway, watch the American Dad. That's still as good as ever. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, catching up on two shows that I like a lot. First of all, Steven Universe, which mm-hmm. if you have any kind of uh, cartoon people on your timeline, you've probably been hearing a lot about. That show is super good, and we just had a a very, very important episode where some series-long theories were confirmed. Um, super, super good. Uh, and each episode is only 10 minutes, so really easy to watch as well. Wait, um, 10 minutes, really? Mm. Uh, and another right, show, another show that has episodes which are only ten minutes long is Adventure Time, which I've also started getting back into. Um, yeah. <laughs> at the time of my re my restarting watching, or starting rewatching, whichever you prefer, I uh, was forty episodes behind, which is almost three seasons. <laughs> so we've watched a couple of episodes. Uh, again, the episodes are only ten minutes long, so it's very easy to sit down and watch like five. Um. And that's a show that's actually ending very soon. If I'm not mistaken, I think the last episode, or, or sorry, the next episode is going to be like the series finale. So that will finally come to an end. Adventure Time, which is kind of like a uh, a juggernaut on the animation scene. You know, like it feels, it feels yeah. like Adventure Time's been around forever. It is finally coming to an end now. Um, which would be very sad. Season 10 is the the, the last season. And uh, the, the entire series will be wrapped up. So we're we're still on season eight, uh, as we currently are. I did by mistake watch uh, one of the more recent episodes because I clicked on the wrong one, and I watched uh, like we're on, we're right now we're on season eight episode five I want to say or something like that. But I watched um, season ten episode ten. <laughs> I just clicked the wrong one. But the good thing about Adventure Time is. Uh, Although there is a continuity to it, a lot of the episodes are just kind of, you know, uh, standalone. So, like, even though I watched an episode two se- two seasons afterwards, it didn't really spoil anything or... Yeah, there's that, there's that, yeah. yeah. There were certain things in it that didn't make sense because it was so out of context, but generally we just kind of watched it and we're, we were able to watch it while not spoiling anything important from the future, but also not kicking ourselves too far out of our groove where we where we actually were in the season. Um and of course Westworld's still to come, but uh that's what I've been watching as of now. Natty's watching Great British Bake Off. That been good? Thumbs up. She's also watching RuPaul's Drag Race. How's that? Um I think season 10 doesn't have a lot of good personalities apart from Erika. The answer is super gay. Well, yeah, it's a show about dragons. <laughs> I watched a bit of it myself, and they were all doing Cher impersonations. Um, 
I tell you what, for, for, for what I knew about RuPaul's Drag Race going in, I would say, aside from like the very beginning little monologue that he does, the show does not have enough uh, cocky innuendos. And it has a lot, but it doesn't have enough. Oh, it does. No, it doesn't. I'm kind of hearing you listen to it. Anyway. That's because you don't pick up on them. You like, you I'm not getting enough for it, is that what you're saying? You have literally, at points in the series in which I was like laughing, turned to me and says, I don't get it. And I'm like... The drag scene funny. is too complex for me, Sudi. What? Oh, it's, it's, the lore is too deep, is it? Yeah, I'm too far, I'm too far behind. It's like trying to get into Adventure Time <laughs> 10 years too late. He's just sat there going, is it man or woman? <laughs> <laughs> mad woman, mad. <laughs> I'm right, Ricky Gervais when it comes to RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, God. Anyway. I also played some games... Um, this week, Whoosh, game golf. Aga, aga, aga. That's our new jingle. Um, I finished Super Metroid. Oh yeah, that game's great. That hot new release. That hot new release, straight out of nineteen ninety four. Yeah, uh, is before he was born. Out of interest. Uh, one year. Yeah, well, don't give away your age. It's rude, and that. <laughs> um, but I beat that. Like oh. I, that, that took me about ten hours. But like super good and it's it's nice to to take a step back to an older game that still kind of plays well and looks well as opposed to like i can't go back can't go back to the nes era because that's to me is too primitive to the point where it's not even really fun and i've no nostalgia for it because i never owned an nes but super nintendo games still hold up and still are, are are fun and super retro is definitely a game that's you know worth playing uh, I don't know how I got this long without playing it, but now to say that I finally, you know, beat the game. Uh, as I said, it took me. Well, weird, weird thing is that the Super Nintendo Mini, which again I won the other week, has um, it has a counter where it tells you how long you've played each game for, right? And it told me Super Metroid ten and a half hours, somewhere in that range. And then when I beat Super Metroid, it tells me you beat Super Metroid. Your time seven and a half hours. And like, well, one of you is lying here. Um, what I, what I could only think of is that it doesn't count, like, maybe menus or map screens, or if you die and go back, it doesn't count the previous time or something. I don't know. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure how there's a three-hour discrepancy, and to me, it did feel like more close to, um, to ten hours than seven. But super, super good, and I've now started playing little game on the old PlayStation called God of Bloody War. <laughs> Boy, fetch me my controller. <laughs> so I started playing that. I'm still very, very early in it. Um, uh, I just got to the point where the stranger shows up at your house. Yeah. Oh, which is great. Yeah, that's great. And go- oh, that's so good. It goes on for about 40 minutes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a, a Man of Steel-esque um, fight, but in a in a good way not in a bad way but with a german suplex in the middle a german suplex and little jeremy davies who i'm a big fan of doing the voice mm. uh, of that um so that's where i am in the game i'm still like super super early on it can't be any more than like 45 minutes to an hour in um but yeah i, I kind of said that i wasn't gonna play god of war um but my my brother picked it up uh on a physical 
release. So we actually have the disc in the house. So I said, you know, Ooh. since since uh, you you bought that, what since you finished it, uh, give to me and I play for free. Thank you. So uh, hey, listen, they they want you to do that. Adam Boys did that video. Yeah, where remember where I said, here's how you person. share. You give to j- little Japanese man. And everyone oh. was like, oh, shit. Bah, 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 brah, take that, <laughs> Phil Spencer. <laughs> well, the ramifications of that are still being felt today. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying that. It looks great. Uh, PlayStation, not as loud as I thought it was going to be, but I'm sure that is still to come. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, it's brutal. Uh, but yeah. Nice, uh, nice little week in video games. Uh, I haven't beaten Super Metroid and started God of War. Hopefully, I'll finish God of War relatively quickly because my brother wants to trade in it, um, get uh, value. Um, and I am off on holidays this week, so I should be able to get a couple hours in. Um, that's what I've been playing. I can't think of anything else. Obviously, the Panini sticker album, which isn't really a game as much as an app, <laughs> but. No, not not a game at all. No, not really. Although I I did mistakenly uh, refer to it as playing it last, sometime last week. I don't remember when. But I was talking to somebody and said, "Yeah, I'm playing this new app here." Don't really play it. It's just a sticker album. But uh, that as well. Uh, any of you lads played any video games? No, I haven't. No. I haven't done anything new. No video games. Do you watch any movies? Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. And I I got a, I ordered a Blu-ray like two weeks ago. I got uh, they come at night. Mm. Or it, it it comes at night. They come at night. It comes at night. It comes at night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also known as the Barry Murphy story. Oh oh oh! Cry again. Um, no, I. <laughs> or the Paul I, Griffin story, or the John Tyler story, which everyone works for everyone. That's the thing. All us lads, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I haven't watched that. I haven't played any new games. Um, I, I I'd like. Even though I have Yakuza and I'm still enjoying that, uh, I've been like mildly addicted to like the post-story uh, aspects of God of War, right. the side quests, the collectibles, the the, the various things. Um, it's just that like combat's just so satisfying. So it makes doing all that stuff just like it's just a reason to just enjoy the way the game plays for another while. So I haven't really made too much progress in those other games, but I feel like it's a quieter year anyway. So I feel like right. less pressure to burn through things. Yeah, um, I mean the next the next thing for me is uh, Spider Man. I don't think there's gonna be anything yeah. before then. I was, thinking, I was thinking that as well. I was like, I, I don't care about Detroit, obviously. Um... I was like, yeah, I, I don't know that there's anything much out before Spider-Man. Yeah, so, uh, so uh, yeah. I did, I did buy some uh, new video games, to be fair. Um, after beating Super Metroid, I was in a kind of mood to continue that universe. So I did buy Metroid Prime 1 and 2 on the GameCube on Amazon okay. uh, for a combined... Hey, you still have your GameCube? Well, I do, but I I'll, I'll play it on the Wii because I have that setup. But Wii is backwards compatible with GameCube. Still have all my controllers. Still have all my memory cards. All I'm missing was Metroid Prime One and Two, so I bought them on Amazon. Uh, combined forty euro, I think, in- including packaging and postage. So hmm. not too bad. And then in Dublin, when we were shopping on Nat's uh, birthday, I bought Metroid Prime Three. Corruption, which which is on the Wii, uh, for a tenner in GameStop. Hmm. So, 
once I finish God of War, I'll probably go to Metroid Prime uh, on GameCube. Play through that. And yeah, I still have... I th- All my systems I still have set up. I still have my like original Super Nintendo, N64, GameCube, Wii, Wii U, Switch, PS3, PS4. All still set up and working. I still have all my controllers, all my memory cards and everything. So it's easy for me to just jump in, get Metroid Prime and be playing it tomorrow, you know? But God of War must be finished first. God of War has to be finished first. I'm, th- I'm thinking I'm more or less going to abandon Okami. Um, I was, like, really enjoying it, but it's a game that doesn't exactly draw me in or put me in the mood to play it a lot, and it is very long. So I think I'll leave it there. I might come back to it someday, but it's not on my current rotation at the moment because I do want to be free to play um, Spider-Man when that does come out. And that's the nice yeah, thing about I... about being a human is you can pick what you do. You you don't have to be locked into playing a video game. You're you're the only one who enforces that. <laughs> so just do what you want, basically. Yeah, yeah. I often yeah. Sometimes you, you want to commit though, don't you? You want to be like, ah, I got it. Well, I have for the last two years. Every game I've started, I've played through to completion. Mm. But Okami will be the first one. Where I'm like, I just can't. I just don't. Uh, it's not that I don't even. It's not even that I don't like enough to beat it because I do. But I don't have that draw to like like with assassin's creed origins when i wasn't playing it i was thinking about playing it and when i play it i play it for like five hours at a time okami i play for like an hour ago i'm satisfied and then i won't play it for two weeks yeah i a big one for me last year was near automata yeah the hype, the hype around that game was just so huge and i forced myself to get to the first ending and i was like all right first ending was good but I, I can't, just can't play any more of this game. I just don't like it. So yeah, that was a bigger uh, overcoming that hurdle. Now means that I'm just like discarding things left, right, and center. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. I think it's so, healthier uh, to not lock yourself into stuff like that. Just play with John. Play. Be happy. That's what video games. are. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um. Like Super Metroid, also, I, I, just, I was playing for hours at a time. Like I probably beat Super Metroid in five or six sittings. Uh, once once you get going in God of War, I'd say that might be a, a long session game for you because it's um, first of all that game was longer than than uh, uh, like the I know I know you didn't play the old ones, but it's it's longer than those. It's like yeah. twenty hours if you mainline it, but if you do the side stuff, which you're, you're going to want to do, it's, it's well. Easy. I mean, in, I, initially I'm I'm just looking to to beat the story. I'm not looking to play it as a kind of Assassin's Creed style, like do everything, well, collect everything. Not even in that sense. There's, there's tons of collectibles that you don't need to do, but there's actually, there's side missions, but it's not like an Ubisoft game where there's, hey, here's 50 side quests. There's like a dozen side quests, and they're all they all have gear that's worth getting, and more importantly than that, there's tons of optional story stuff that's that's good. Like, you're gonna, you're gonna want to see that stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, the stuff that they call favors, the blue missions, those are things I, w- I would say to do as you go because they are they are really good. But uh, you're still you're still very early. You're still very early. So um, yeah, so that's that's a game guff for the week. And so just the one movie here on movie guff. So quiet week, lads. We've had a quiet one. You know, we're all recovering from the bank holiday two weeks ago because we're old. Yeah, I watched a movie, uh, which is not a movie with the rock in it, nor a new release. Mm. Um, but rather one that I just kind of came across on Netflix and um, download is like one thing I do quite often is I'll just go on Netflix and see like what's available for download, and then I'll just watch sure. it on my tablet, you know. Um, so I watched uh, Grimsby, known outside of our 
region as the Brothers Grimsby. Mm. Which doesn't make sense because that's not their name. They're they're from Grimsby. <laughs> they're not. Their surname is not Grimsby. Did either of you see this movie? Yeah. No, it, it looked horrendous, but I heard some people say it was all right. I reviewed it. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll add myself to the bunch of people who say it's all right. Um, yeah, it, yeah. It's I mean it's obviously a very very lowbrow comedy, um, and on certain instances, goes so far to to be gross out that it almost becomes kind of. Surrealist art, <laughs> in of itself. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, um, is it an elephant or a? Yeah, there's, the, there's a elephant? scene with an elephant that is, you have to see to believe. Um, but that's that's not even the only scene. There are some scenes in it that are just so bizarre, that push the boundaries of taste and decency. That it is kind of admirable in a way. Um, yeah. And outside of those moments, it's it's just kind of a run of a mill, run of the mill comedy, you know. Like it's, but it is those moments that kind of elevate it to something more memorable. Um, written by and starring Sasha Baron Cohen as a kind of Liam Gallagher looking um, mm. chav, I suppose you'd say, without getting too classist about it. Uh, work mm. a working class uh, pub going. Wait. Football loving, stop. <laughs> Village idiots. <laughs> yeah, pleb, plebeian. <laughs> um, and his brother then is played by Mark Strong, from you know Kick Ass and yeah, whatever else Mark Strong has been in. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I kind of like I say the 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 strongest moments of the movies uh, of the movie is where where it's kind of more gross out and more more wacky in a way. Because um, those movies don't even necessarily fit like the tone of what the rest of the movie is. It's just this kind of um, buddy. It's almost like a buddy comedy with the Mark Strong mm. plays the kind of straight faced brother who's like a um, MI6 spy, and then Sasha Baron Cohen, of course, is the over the top working class anti hero, I guess. And then, like scattered throughout, it has these like really, really, um, like I say intense gross out humor moments that are like so severe that mm. it almost doesn't fit with the rest of the movie but it's at the same time it's what makes the movie what it is uh, i haven't seen like the dictator but uh when i say gross out here i am talking about like stuff in the in the realms of you know your borat or your bruno like the the worst of the worst from those movies is that kind of thing oh yeah uh, but it's, it's like definitely worth a watch it's, it's very funny and um, it did it did make me laugh quite a few bits yeah i was i was laughing watching i was i was actually still sick when i was watching it and i did laugh until i was like coughing nice um which wasn't good for me but is a you know hallmark of a funny movie um so yeah i think i went a a, a six out of ten on it say the the iconic yeah. uh three stooges score <laughs> So I think that that'll sit. We have now the ho- the holy trilogy of six out of tens. It's the the God our Father is the Three Stooges, the Son, Boss Baby, and then Grimsby is the the Holy Ghost. Um, so that's the only movie I, I got around to watch uh, this week. I'm finding it harder to come across uh, movies with the Rock in it without kind of going into piracy territory um yeah unfortunately because i i've exhausted 
Netflix for Dwayne Johnson movies. I've now watched them all. Um, some of these movies, I don't think I'm going to be able to see. Like The Rock was in a 2001 movie called Long Shot, which I cannot find anywhere. Um, I, don't, I, don't rec- I don't recall that at all. He, he apparently had a very, very, very small role in it. But like everything else, I'll either have to wait for stuff to kind of cycle through on Netflix or like pick up in CEX for <laughs> two euros or something. Which is, I'm okay yeah. to do. You know, like I don't particularly want a copy of Planet 51 at home. The, but the, the Tooth Fairy. The Tooth Fairy or, you know, Faster, which is not a Fast and Furious movie. Um, or Baywatch, which is apparently terrible. Um, but I will get back to the Dwayne Johnson movies once one of them becomes more available. I might pop into CEX during the week and see if they have any extremely uh, cheap Dwayne Johnson movies. It sounds like the sort of place you'd find the Rock movie. I mean, CEX, what else are they going to have? Yeah. Apart from movies with The Rock in Well, there. I was in CEX uh, the other day. They had, they still have, like, you know, SummerSlam 2007 Steelbook edition. Yeah, they still, they always, they will never get rid of that. <laughs> the Rey Mysterio collection. Booyaka, booyaka. Um, 2004. Uh, World Rumble 2011. A mainstay of the CEX scene. <laughs> uh, right. Well, that's, uh, unfortunately, a truncated entertainment guff this week uh we do have that's e- all right emails yeah, we, could, we could jump into the email i have an email go for here it. from from one mr scott the boy uh, Mac- uh mcavoy he uh like ourselves was at a uh well, i'm not sure if he was at it he's talking about a, uh, a local me. wrestling show here oh <laughs> imagine if he was and he just didn't talk to us <laughs> he's like i'm here for the wrestling lads not to talk to some internet fucking nerds what is this star Starcast? <laughs> have we got our invites to that yet? By the way. Oh well, that we'll announce that later, don't we? I'll have to. I'll have to get get Conrad on the blower. Um. Anyway, good evening, Barry. Uh, at the local ROH show this week, being the elite slash bullet club helped a man ask his girlfriend to marry him. My question is. Why would they doom themselves to a terrible marriage? Has any public declaration like this ever worked out? Doubly so if it took place in a wrestling ring. That's a good question, Scott. Uh, I don't know if there was ever any follow-up with that couple who got who proposed at uh, OTT in Belfast last year. Um, Wasn't there one? No, there was one. There was one at a stadium show as well. If I don't. Was my, my my friend proposed oh. at, a, okay. at a stadium show there last year. And they're still together. That's still there happening. There. So that's good. Well, Natty did say to me that if I ever proposed to her at a wrestling show, that she would say no. So uh, yeah, I, I think Kira said that exact same thing to me, except she ended it with "she'd kill me." Yeah. So. Uh, so I just doing that though. I don't know. Come on. Sure the, the, so my friend just did it like before the show, but there was people at like just a couple of months previous at the Belfast show. There was someone who got in touch with the company and did it in the ring, like like oh, part of an angle. Um, so I don't know what it is about that, but it just seems like the worst thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think it's just so kind of definitive. You, you only get—I mean, obviously, through circumstance, you could get a few more, but theoretically, you only get one—you know—proposal. You know, one place to do it, one moment to have it, and for it to be. Surrounded by oiks and neckbeards. <laughs> plebs. 
There's a there's a there's a, there's a word here Scott uses that highlights it the, the issue to me, and that's public. And it's like, yeah, I mean, we can make fun of wrestling fans all that, but really, it's it's like any kind of public thing where you're doing it, you know, in front of a big. Group. It's just not it's not for me, you know. Um. Uh, anyway. Uh, Scott goes on to say, what's the worst thing like this in a public place? I saw a guy, oh no, hire a barbershop <laughs> Cortez to meet them and sing to them while he asked her to marry him at an amusement park. This guy sounds like a fucking loser. Uh, uh, she not only said no very loudly, but she threw an American-sized large stone at his face and left him there. <laughs> Hit him with that double gulp. God damn! Needless to say, the girl I was with at the time looked at me and said, that's why you don't do that in public. Have a good week, Scott. Thank you very much, Scott. That's brightened up my day. Um, wasn't there a video on Tinterness uh, in the last few months of a public pr- proposal being rejected? I can't remember what it was. It was... We see them come up all the time. I, I remember one <laughs> in a shopping mall somewhere. Something similar. Oh, yeah, there's no. There was a very specific one that went really viral. I can't remember what it was. She, oh, God, no, I, I can't. I, yeah, but I mean, there's like you said, there's loads. Did he do yeah, the floss one... dance as he was proposing or something? Oh, send, send it into Ellen. There was, uh, there was recently a clip on. Um, I don't know what the game show was. It's some U.S. game show where a fella and a girl went on. And I, I don't know if it's generally couples who go on there, like, as a unit, but the host asks them how long they were together, and the dude goes six months, and then the girl goes, like, nervously laughing, oh, yeah, we're not together. We're just really good oh, friends. Yeah. He, he, he wants um, to be, and the guy just, the guy just looks at her. It, is, it's, it was so bad that the first time I looked at it, I was like, this has to be fake. This this can't be real. But no, it's it's the real deal, and it's... Terrible! It's te- it is the most. <laughs> um, sorry, I just said I I googled wedding proposal just see what w- would appear in the news section, right? Because maybe it's a thing. But there's a, <laughs> you know, this guy proposing in front of a fountain, and there's a little kid with them. <laughs> just as he's proposing in public, this kid butters Scotch uh, style, whips his <laughs> trousers and pants down, and he's just <laughs> peeing right beside them. <laughs> on the floor. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh dear. And yeah. also the guy I, I, the guy looks a bit like Bully Ray, which makes it even funnier. <laughs> oh no, no. Well that's that's sad. Um I wish I could remember the one I'm thinking of. The, the one I'm thinking of, it was like a play or something. A couple got on stage oh. during the play and everyone hooted and hollered when he asked and she just like really awkward. She like couldn't even humor it. She was just kinda of like uh, we need to go off stage to talk about this and, and literally everyone just went quiet but anyway uh, it's rough it is rough thank you very much Scott that was a great email that was my one email for the week uh, what do you lads have um, I have two emails oh um, first one is from Stevie Boy Binkle Hinkle uh, subject World Cup uh, it says hi Joe this is for you and Paul alright uh, so fuck you fuck you Barry um, <laughs> <laughs> With the World Cup coming up in several weeks and the USA not being remotely involved, which teams would you recommend an outsider like myself jumping on board with? I think it'll be a fun tournament, but naturally I'm a bit bummed that I have no real rooting interest this time. Thanks. Have a great weekend. Welcome to Ireland. Well, yeah. Stephen, can I point you in the direction of England? Uh, obviously, the best team. Um, 
support them. Or uh, what you could do, download yourself the Panini sticker album app. <laughs> and whichever team you complete first, just support them. Yeah. That's a way of doing it fairly. It's random. I, I'll be supporting Brazil, of course, for obvious reasons. Um, um, they're, as, like they're really good? Because or... you, you fancy Neymar? Yeah, I got a one right beside me here, don't I? Not Neymar, obviously. Um, <laughs> I used to support Portugal. Um, I think I started oh, supporting yeah. Portugal in 2004. And my, my logic was that Portugal never actually win anything, but they tend to get quite mm. far. So they'll get to like the quarterfinals or semifinals before they get knocked out. Uh, yeah. and, then, and then, of course, they won the last uh, European Championships. So maybe it's another team. Uh, to jump on, um, yeah, England would be nice. Uh, I think England have got a good team this year. It's, it's all right, and of course, you know, if they win, they can you know shut up about sixty six finally. No. <laughs> um, if you really want to go for a dark host, though, if you really want to go for a dark horse, dark host, dark host, dark, dark host, what? Uh, yeah. The Russia and Saudi Arabia opening game. There's two dark <laughs> hosts. <over> there. <laughs> the, the greatest World Cup. Oh, fuck. It's the biggest World Cup ever. I mean, you can go for someone like Panama. That's quite close to America, isn't it? Mexico, of course, are in it. Oh, I don't think that's, that's a local rival, though, isn't it? Oh, that's like Ireland and England. Yeah, kind of <laughs> with bigger hats. <laughs> It's the Stetson against the Sombrero. I don't know. Just support whoever you want. Fuck <laughs> it. Yeah. England or uh, do the Panini thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Thanks, Stephen. Looking forward to the World Cup. It's only a month to go. We'll be obviously be giving live updates on the uh, well, World Cup on the CSP. Yeah. Uh, watching watching all the games and that. Yeah. Uh, my second email is from Scott McAvoy. He says, biggest surprise slash disappointment. Good evening, Joe. With the end of the Premier League season, I'd like to get your and Paul's opinion. <laughs> fuck you, Barry, again. Uh, <laughs> on, <laughs> on what were the biggest surprises and disappointments in the season? Uh, what player team was the biggest surprise? Which player team let their fans down the most? Um, I think the biggest surprises. Uh, I think Chelsea were a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, uh, they were the holders, uh, of course. Yeah. From the previous year. Yeah, they were they were the champions and only managed to come uh, fifth. Um, so they won't be in the Champions League next season. So very disappointing. Uh, in terms of surprises, Burnley doing very well. Came seventh. Crystal um, Palace, of course. Yeah, Crystal Palace lost their first six games. Uh, and then Roy Hodgson came in and, and took them up well, to they, 11th. They not only cause... lost their first whatever many games, but they also hadn't scored a single goal. Yeah. <laughs> finished 11th in the league somehow. <laughs> Yeah, very impressive result. Uh, Newcastle did pretty well, but then again, they are a big club, so they should do fairly yeah. well. I guess all of the, the relegated teams, because Swansea, Stoke and West Brom, especially Swansea and Stoke, they've been in the Premier League for a good few years now. Yeah. Um, Swansea used to play very good football and be quite an overachieving team. And Stoke didn't necessarily play good football, but quite a successful team. Both dropped off this year, so very disappointing. I would say um, it as a disappointment, uh, Everton as well. Yes. Because I thought I was... Everton had signed 
quite shrewdly some some pretty good players and they just seem to never really get going they finish eighth which eighth isn't too bad but i kind of had picked them to finish maybe in the top six uh, a lot of the players yeah. they signed like sandro and rooney uh Klassen, just didn't really ever get going i don't know it didn't work, and um, I saw, yeah, eighth. I was surprised they were that high, really, because I think they'd have a disappointing season. But eighth isn't actually that bad. No, they had a, a goal difference of minus fourteen in the end, though, which, which was worse Oy. than Burnley, Leicester, Newcastle, Palace, uh, who are all around. To be, them. <laughs> to be fair, every team outside the top six has a negative goal difference. That's how. Uh, no, that's how dominant I, the top six are, was it? So dominant they are, yeah, with City yeah. scoring so many goals. Yeah, true. Um, yeah and of course, United were both <laughs> surprising and disappointing in equal measures, winning games, big games, and losing shitty games. So, yeah. you know, it's what to expect there. Um, Scott goes on to say, I'd like to suggest your next actor-director for you to go through their entire career on. Sylvester Stallone. He's almost 17. He's getting ready to do another Rambo film. Sounds like the perfect time to start digging into his filmography. Ooh, that's a good one. Well, thank you, Scott. Stallone, yeah, he's got quite the catalogue. Um, obviously, I've seen all the Rocky films. I've never seen a Rambo film, actually. No. Um, Expendables. Thing is, he's got... There's a lot of kind of crap right at the beginning. I think he was in some pornos, wasn't he? To start off with. <laughs> Sounds good. Stallone, what? Great. <laughs> I don't oh, yeah. know if that... I... It's true. He's, he was in like some soft porn movies. When oh, was... wait. I do recall this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't have to watch that. Yeah, The Party and of also... Kitty and Studs. <laughs> also, he was in like The Zookeeper <laughs> and fucking Spy Kids 3. Yeah. Not sure about that. Lots of good stuff as well. Yeah, Spy Kids yeah. 2. Spy... That was a joke. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's my emails. Right. Uh, so, Rest Alone, of course, is also in Escape Plan, which is great. And I will always talk about how great mm. that film is. Um, and he's going to be in Escape Plan 2 and 3, which they're apparently making. Blimey. Uh, I've got three emails. Ooh. So, sit down, lads. Step yourselves in here. Uh, first email is from Scott uh, El Hijo del McAvoy. Yeah. He says, another edition of. Pick one. He says, got another round of pick one for you. Pick one is where Scott gives us three actors or actresses, and we have to pick which of them has the best filmography. Uh, as in, if we could only watch one uh, filmography for the rest of our lives, which of these people's filmographies would it be? Uh, number one, Sigourney Weaver, mm. who was in Alien Aliens, uh, Ghostbusters, of course, but also was in Holes and Alien Resurrection. Michelle Rodriguez, who was in the Fast and Furious series, but also Battle Los Angeles and Blood Rain. All right, uh, that I know which one. You know, I know which one's getting cut right away. Uh, and Charlize Theron, who was in Mad Max Fury Road, Monster, but was also in Snow White and the Huntman and Prometheus. Well, that Prometheus, oh. you're putting the rock side right there, lad. Uh, All right, so 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 Michelle Rodriguez cut right away. Why? Yeah. Fast and Furious. Uh, the Don't Fast and Furious movie. Because the Fast and Furious movies aren't that good, Paul, is the reason why. Some of them are. But, like, good enough to discount the fact that everything else she's been in is shite. Let me have a look. Hang on. Michelle Rodriguez. You could, uh, well, if you pick her, you could play True Crime Streets of LA on the PS2. Yeah, she's uh, been in uh, 
Okay. Like 10 video games. Oh. She was in Avatar. Rubbish. Oh, okay. God. Uh, no. Good. What? She was oh, in. Paul, okay. Would you ever watch it again, let alone for the rest of your life? I've seen Avatar more than once. Well, oh. you're an idiot. God. Bad, Bad Los Angeles is, is boring shit, to be fair. Um, <laughs> As opposed to Avatar! Arr! She was in um, Machete. Jane <laughs> Steen. Okay. She was in Lost, yeah. of course, which I'm a big, I'm a big Lost fan. Right, rubbish. Uh, yeah. uh, she was in film. that for uh, no spoilers, but not a very long time. Um, oh, don't spoil that TV show that I deliberately avoided a decade ago and have no intention of ever watching. Oh. <laughs> You're cool. <laughs> Wait, she was in Smurfs: The Lost Village. Okay, so let's. Listen. This, this is the easiest cut ever. She's gone. Okay. It won't be Michelle Rodriguez. Um, the other two are actually... This is actually kind of tough. Charlize Theron is obviously very good. Um, but then Sigourney Weaver... Unless, I, unless I'm doing that thing where I always mix her up for uh, Susan Sarandon. <laughs> oh, she was in Cabin in the Woods. Am I right? That I was, mix her up James yeah. Curtis. With who? Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. That's that's easier to make. Susan Sarandon, what? <laughs> Both of their names start with S. That's kind of the. Oh, that's rubbish. And they're rubbish. and they're oh. women of a similar age. That's that's true. That's true. I would say. Oh, oh, I think I think Weaver might have higher highs. But but ha- cabin in the woods, and she was also in Avatar, <laughs> which is. <laughs> and, and, oh, so we're fucked either way. Um, she was in Wally. Which Barry loves. She was in Ghost, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, it's called Alien. You might have heard of Alien. And Aliens. Ghostbusters. Um, Wally. Yeah. Yep. Annie Hall, she was in. Pa- Paul. Porn. Paul. <laughs> With Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> oh, Paul. Yeah. Paul. That movie's not very good. I don't like that movie. No, it wasn't that good, was no, it? That was that, that one week I watched Paul, Joe, and... Uh, <laughs> Barry? Whatever the Barry one was called. <laughs> Something Barry. <laughs> it was terrible. The Barry movie was the worst one by a mile. Um, uh. <laughs> what about Charlie Theron? She'd been in a lot of stuff. She, she was in one of the Fast and Furious movies, actually. Uh, in, wait, yeah. no, which one is she in? The, the latest one. She's in Fate and, of the Good Furious. One. Um, she's so in. she has Mad Max, obviously. Mad Max, Kubo and the Two Strings, which is great. Uh, Prometheus, which I like, despite a lot of people don't like it. That's fair enough. Monster. Uh, she was in... Devil's Advocate. Children of the Corn 3. Hancock, she was in. Uh, hmm. I think Weaver might be taking this one. Yeah, I'm gonna go Weaver. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it has to be Weaver. I think that's a pretty easy. Now, when we were listing down the Weaver, I actually forgot half of those, and I was like, "This is that's yeah, that's an easy pick for me." Yeah, we'll go, we'll go Sigourney Weaver on that one. Um, 
Not Susan Sarandon. That would that would be a good one for Scott to send in. Scorny Weaver, Susan Sarandon, or Jamie Lee Curtis. We'd have we have a hard time figuring out who which one was which and which films I've been in. Uh, thank you for email, Scott. Second one is from Stevie Boy Binkle, the Bink, and the Bink says, "Hi, Paul. My wife, brother, and I. My wife uh, went to." <laughs> Uh, Corvallis, Oregon's first indie wrestling show last night. They, they usually run up near Portland, so naturally it was the typical indie show debacle when running a new town. They printed the wrong times on the tickets, so everyone got there too early. They opened the v- doors for VIP ticket holders at 6, and commoners like ourselves weren't supposed to get in until 7. The people at the door were so confused by the fact that they had to check my wife's purse that they let us in early despite not having VIP tickets. My brother, who tried to buy a ticket at the door, was told he had to wait outside until 7 to get in with everybody else. My wife and I were ushered to the meet and greet, which we didn't pay for, but got to meet filthy Tom Lawler, who was far more personable than I imagined. Uh, The former Simon Gotch was far less friendly, most likely because his friends in WWE are on a European tour, and he's signing autographs at a fairgrounds in the middle of Oregon. (laughs) To be fair... I don't know that he had many friends in WWE. Um, yeah, that's actually yes, yeah, an excellent point. I don't believe that was the case. Ticket issues aside, the show was pretty decent. The local guys were a mix of guys who showed flashes of talent and guys who were so green it was laughable that they were in the ring. As far as the matches with bigger names go, Filthy Tom and Simon Grimm had a very good main event, except for one spot where Filthy Tom was placed in a chair by Grimm, who then ran at full speed, kicked him in the head, and nearly took out two small kids in the area. Security was a bit lax, uh, and the owner came over and yelled a bit in Grimm's direction, so I'm not sure what his future with the company is. Quebecer Pierre beat Sin Bodhi, the former Kazarni, and another local guy. Pierre did a dive. <laughs> no one caught him, and he smashed his head into the floor. He had a oh, massive no. red spot on the back of his head when he got up. Uh, Sonico beat Super Crazy and Juventud Guerrera. Super, de- uh, Super Crazy did a dive right in front of us. Uh, as he was getting up, stole nachos off the plate of the guy in front of us. Uh, I totally believe Super Crazy would do that, by the way. Uh, Sonico rolled up Hoovy as this happened, and Super Crazy celebrated his... <laughs> Super Crazy celebrated his loss by taking more nachos. Hooventude then refused to shake either guy's hand, kept yelling juice over and over, and left while Sonico and Super Crazy had a little celebration in the ring. Probably around 100 to 120 people, and the place was set up for really only about 140, so it was really close to a sellout, so it went well. They announced a return return date with DJZ, so it looks like they're going to run here a bit more regularly. Have a great weekend. Stevie Bink Bink. So there we go. So the Binkle's been to an indie show himself. That's good. Uh, Super Crazy stole some lads' nachos, and Hooventude did his juice gimmick, where he just talk about the juice the whole time so that sounds like a good a good laugh to be fair but thanks yeah. for sending in the report um binky when we do our our ott review i think more so on the contender side than the stadium side but there were some people getting fucked up in the in the in the at the ott weekend there were some cuts and bruises do you remember by the way um speaking of this we haven't even brought this up eurovision did either of you watch eurovision this year 
Well, no, because it was on during Scrapper Mania, so... <laughs> yeah, but this guy taped it and watched it the next day, baby. Ooh. If I, if, I, if I can't watch it and take the piss out of it on Twitter while I'm watching it, I don't really care. Joe, did you oh, watch the Eurovision? I watched the voting. I didn't watch any of the singing. Oh. Well, here's the thing. I mm. haven't seen this myself, but this Just story fast has... fast forward and the porn to the cub shot, baby. This story has <laughs> been relayed to me. I did not see it myself, but apparently... The, the Norwegian... Uh, singer was a lad called let me get the Ryback name. Ryback Alexand- Alexander Ryback I want to say but Ryback yeah. spelled R-R-B or R-Y-B-A-K so no, no C yeah. right and someone it tweeted someone tweeted Meltzer saying that Ryback is oh, working yes. the main event of a show in Europe today do you want to report and he tweeted back yes and I, I found that very funny <laughs> Good old Melty. Oh, good Melty. Oh, Dave. Hmm. Anyway, uh, I watched your vision. It was uh, it was really good. We watched actually um, both semi-finals as well. We're a big Eurovision household here, so uh, the Cypress song was the best one, but the 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 most ridiculous song was the one that won. So typical Eurovision fair, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um. Also. A lad got up during the uh, UK song and mm. grabbed the mic and said something about the Nazis in the UK media or something. So Okay. How did he find out? <laughs> did you tell him? That's what he told him. He's been shooting. <laughs> uh, I wonder if Meltzer covered it in his report. Anyway. Uh, and last email is from Sen and Rogers. Good friend of the show, and he says, uh, he's, he's talking about film intermissions here. He says, all right, Paul, hope you're well. Uh, this is a question for all three of you guys. So, Barry, come back in. I'm back in the mix. <laughs> With films getting increasingly longer and veering into the three-hour mark, do you think that having an interval or an intermission in between would benefit your viewing of the film? I, for one, always find myself wanting to leave to go to the bathroom or get food, but not wanting to miss any of the scenes. Unless the movie is bad, of course. On the other hand, intervals may interrupt the flow of the film and slow down the action. What do you guys think all the best? Hmm. I think, yeah, I think it depends on how long the film is, first and foremost. I don't know that it's true that films are necessarily getting longer. I mean, some of the older films are, like, Gone with the Wind and Spartacus, whatever, very, very long. Or not Spartacus. Um, what's the one I'm thinking of? Lawrence of Ben-Hur. I don't know. Oh, yeah. And Lo- Lawrence of Arabia. That's yeah. four hours. Um, however, it's true that a lot of the, let's say, the more mainstream, like the Marvel films, of course, we talk about all the time, how long they are. I think, I think, to be honest, that they would benefit from an intermission because I find myself thinking like three quarters through I've been here a very long time. This film has gone on forever. So if there were like a little 10 minute break in the middle, I don't think I'd have that feeling so much because I could go out, stretch my legs, come back, and then there's only another hour, let's say 15 chunk to watch. I think that'd be a lot more easy. Um, In terms of whether or not it would affect the flow of the movie, I mean, you know, if that's something that was brought in um, in kind of a standard way, then films could be kind of designed towards that to an extent. I mean, like, 2001 A Space Odyssey has an intermission like made in the film you know the, when, mm. I, when I saw it in, the, in Cineworld 
halfway through the film it comes up intermission now they didn't actually have an intermission but on the screen for 30 seconds was just the word intermission they obviously didn't do it but it's it was kind of burned in to the film that there is yeah. an intermission in so I would be against it to be honest uh, I would maybe be against though the the side effect that what you would then have is people would leave during the intermission to get food or and come back during the film and not be back in time and so you have the films restarted and people are still coming in and getting their seats that'd be very annoying yeah, I think it would be good for cinemas as well because they could sell more shit if they had a break in the middle. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, completed your training. Excuse me, I have guys get more popcorn. Excuse me. Uh, so I mean, it's a, it's an idea that has a good side and a bad side. I would think generally, I would I would be in favor of but i can also see a lot of, like it, i think we i think it'd be too hard to you know introduce because i think we're so kind of established the way the films are shown you'll have people going what what why is there a pause why are they not showing the fucking movie mm. <laughs> just leave how it is i guess but i think it's i don't think it's a bad idea I, th- I think uh, was- yeah, I, uh, yeah. As a, as a chronic peer who pees all the time and has to get up several times during like an OTT show and sometimes during a film, I like the idea. But I, you know, I, I like the idea of the movie just kind of flowing. What you really and, yeah, need instead of an intermission is just a little like um... catheter. <laughs> I was going to say a potty. <laughs> <You could just laughs> keep under your chair. Oh, jeez, I got a little full bladder. Piss, piss, and then put it back under your chair until the end. And then they can collect them like 3D glasses. Just t- tip oh. your pop potty in the little bucket. Jesus. <laughs> or have all the cinema seats be toilets. That'd be another way. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Fucking hell. So that's all the emails this week. Thanks Thank God. To everybody who emailed in. Yeah, and sorry. Nobody emailed in about if they would prefer to be... Uh, black a gay or a woman so apparently that segment was a dud <laughs> I forgot about that <laughs> do you know what I thought about in the week as well sorry to interrupt uh, that the segment um, explain and hmm, I wonder taker that was supposed to be like a yeah. wrestling segment anyway it's never about do you want to be a little gay lad or do you want to be of an ethnicity <coughs> it was supposed to be like do you think they're using Ronda Rousey correctly which maybe we'll do today <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, so yeah, are we, are we getting into WrestleGoff now then? Yeah, I think outside of the OTT stuff, it's been a relatively quiet week anyway. Well, we can talk about, uh, since you mentioned that the Ronda Rousey thing, they announced that some uh, press thing today. Uh, I, don't, I actually don't even know what the context was. It was some NBC event um, that Ronda Rousey will face Nia Jax for the Women's Championship at Money in the Bank. Um, and I honestly have been like struggling to form a coherent thought about what I think about this because honestly, it's so weird that I don't really know what I think of it. This Ronda thing just feels like it is so unique and weird and different because they are still because the idea is supposed to be that she's like a regular roster member, but I feel like that just does doesn't do justice to who she is, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's weird that she's like wrestling Nia Jax. Also, there's the fact that it's a title match out of nowhere. Like, I don't know. What do you let's make of this? 
It's weird. It, it, it feels very unplanned, this? yeah. Hmm. Also, that match is going to be shit. If it's not, like, uh, 30 seconds. I feel like, on one hand, it's going to be more angle than anything. Like, she's, I don't think she's going to win the title. I think somebody will interfere and will that will lead to... <coughs> Excuse me. Will lead to the big SummerSlam match. Stephanie will interfere so set up the big rematch. Or Natalia. I mean, come on. So, something like that, you know? Oh, God. But my fear is that they're kind of... They're repeating history here in a way of... I feel like the way they're booking her is, is, is setting her up to be resented. In a Roman Reigns-style way. I think the exact same thing, yeah. You know? Um, so whatever you might think about, like, is it too soon to give her a women's title shot? It, it's Ronda Rousey, you know? It, it, it doesn't really make a difference. <laughs> if they do it now or do it later, she's... They kind of need to use her as big and as quickly as they can before the, the star quality event, you know, inevitably kind of fades off. Um, but the the flip side of that is she's had one match uh discounting the house show matches that are apparently happening she's had yeah. one, one tv match which was at wrestlemania and she's now having a women's title match for no reason really no storyline reason why she would deserve it or, or why she's earned it she's just having it mm. yeah and i feel like yeah it's gonna it's gonna very quickly get into a the the same level of resentment of a John Cena Roman Reigns where people are like well she didn't she didn't earn that in in a in a non kayfabe way you know she didn't deserve that you know Mickey James busts her ass every week of the year um, yeah and and it's like that is, you mentioned Roman Reigns I mean that I distinctly remember that was one of the first things that I I remember bothered me about the she's Roman being Reigns, pushed down our throat it's like they split up the shield, and I'm fairly sure on like literally the very next pay per view, Roman Reigns was just inserted into like a four way or something. It was because uh, Ambrose and uh, Rollins had their like singles feud. It wasn't like a three way. Yeah, feud. and it's like, well, first of all, how are we supposed? To, where's our where's our emotional investment in this character if he's just getting title shots? And second of all, you know, uh, in in the sort of meta sense, the fans immediately re- start resenting that kind of behavior. So. You know, in, in truth, I mean, outside of the uniqueness of the situation, it's also quintessentially WWE because they've they've immediately thrust her into this position, and I feel like they've just immediately booked themselves into a corner. And the, I think even if a even if a heel interferes, like I don't think she should be losing this early. It's, but the irony as well is, and again, it's another parallel to Roman Reigns. The irony of booking her already into a title match is that in storyline, she has historically been the enemy of the authority. Yeah, but they do that. They do that with Roman Reigns. That's, well, that's my uh, point. Like, it's exactly parallel to Roman Reigns. It's just they are. It's just so like clueless. It's very like, transparent. They, it's very transparent that they they try to push someone as it's like they try to manufacture them to be organic, which doesn't make any sense. You know, they they put them like in 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 situations against the authority while at the same time. In, 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 let's say, smart terms, she's kind of the face of the authority in a way, in the way that Roman Reigns is. She, it's Vince's chosen boy, Roman Reigns, who's feuding with the authority. It's, like, it, it's a conflict that a lot of um, more uh, in, 
more educated fans reject naturally you know it's uh yeah i think the phrase you used manufactured to be organic is is pretty perfect uh, have they started saying? Have they started giving her a nickname yet? Like the big dog? Does she come out? Well, she's oh, she's here? rowdy Ronda Rousey. Oh well, I, I guess yeah. I she's guess. the former UFC champion. Yeah, uh, they made a division yeah, for so, her, which is not true, but to an extent. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so this this is uh, very very interesting. Um, yeah, so WWE of course are in the UK this week. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, they had a show on Friday with Jordan Devlin. I think it was announced as Devlin versus Pete Dunne. Uh, it was announced as Devlin versus Pete Dunne, and I can't remember what happened. I don't know if it was an injury or what, but it ended up being Devlin, Devlin Sam versus Gradwell. Sam Gradwell. Uh, That's so. like that you know Twitter uh, image with like picture of Pete Dunne and then a button on a keyboard which says downgrade. That's <laughs> Sam Gradwell. <laughs> Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. So so that was unfortunate. Yeah, big you know, big weekend for Jordan. So yeah, they're in there at the moment. Uh, Davina McCall is at Raw. Alright. Mm. Um so yeah. Dav- wait, yeah. Davina McCall. Yeah. Why is she on Raw? She hasn't been a celebrity for a decade. She's not on Raw, she's she's not shut on it. She's oh, I thought it. you meant that she was kind of <laughs> being featured on it. Okay, she's literally no, at actually, the show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I have not actually seen any spoilers of anything having happened on the show. So, so, so another excellent, newsworthy episode of Raw, I bet. It's, like, remarkable that you haven't even seen anything about it yet. Well, <laughs> I mean, the UK shows historically have not been super newsworthy. I know that recently, I mean, obviously, AJ Styles won the title at the UK show last year. But, I mean, going back 10 years ago, the UK shows always felt kind of like a week off. Mm. I mean, I remember one one year they had. Admittedly, it was a very good match, but like one year, half of Raw was just John Cena against Shawn Michaels. <clears throat> so they didn't really, you know, bother their bother their hoop right in the full two hour show. Just put Shawn and Cena out there for forty five minutes. That'll do the job. <laughs> I wish they'd do something that cool. Oh, imagine! Well, put Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns out there for forty five minutes. That'd be good. Um, oh wait, no! They actually they are doing a uh, Kevin Owens Seth Rollins match actually tonight. Um, yeah, for the IC title. So that'd probably be all right. Yeah. Um, so let me go back in here to our little uh, document here uh, for the WrestleGoff. So we had the uh, uh, all-in tickets uh, mm. going on sale this week. This is the, of course, the Cody Rhodes Young Bucks uh, Chicago. Uh, arena show. They're doing a show in like in, in the Sears Arena, just outside Chicago, ten thousand seater roughly, and they are sold out. And they sold out in thirty minutes. Wow. And uh, as as someone who was optimistic that this thing would do well, even I was surprised by this. Uh, mm. There was a lot of there was a lot of scalpers buying tickets, but it really looks like after uh, you know after it, that all died down and people looked on StubHub. Looked like it was only about you know a couple hundred. It's not like people bought five thousand tickets and immediately resold them. But if anything, it kind of illustrates how hot this ticket might be, because the scalpers bought front row shit and they're selling it for like two thousand dollars or some shit like that. Wow. Like they are, they are really people are, really have high hopes for this. So yeah, a, a massive, 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 massive success for uh, for indie wrestling and maybe a turning point 
in wrestling? Who knows? Yeah, I think they, I think they, probably not. You know, probably not. But uh, I think there's definitely the possibility for uh, for big time ramifications for this if the show is good and if it goes off without a hitch and if they can maybe parlay it into something full time. But we will mm. see. Mm. Uh, yeah. The, by the way, there has not been. They, they were asked. There has not been any confirmation of them going to stream this or or. Uh, I would imagine it would be released in some capacity, but it, there's mm. been no way it'll be uh, it'll be streamed. It's not it's not being done through Ring of Honor or New Japan at the very least. I've I heard that um, MVP is going to be on the show. Cause oh yeah, he's balling. All right. So at the press conference before the tickets, <clears throat> that's like a joke I'd make. Yeah. I've got another. I've got another one. Go on. I've heard that Tyler Black's going to be on the show. Fuck off. Because he's Raleigh. (laughs) 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 I think they're both equally as bad. I heard a a Manchester United midfielder from the the mid-90s is going to be on the show. Because he's he's Paul Ince. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not going to be able to make it. But they said they they'd set up a Skype so I can, you know, call in. Oh no, that was the worst yeah. one. Well, yeah. all right, Paul, it's all right. Um, come on. So anyway, and fair play to NXT. him. I was playing, Fallout, I was playing a, new, like? a new video game there recently. It's, it's apparently oh, the opposite of Fallout. <laughs> Oh God! Anyway, go on. Uh, how was NXT? Oh, NXT was really good this week. Um, sorry, <laughs> I was caught off guard. I was reading about John Cena on the Today Show. It's like real. Oh, it's it's that's actually that should be in the news. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that afterwards. Um, NXT was was really good this week. Um, Ricochet came out for his kind of his first uh, proper in in ring promo. Uh, he did okay. In fairness, um, to use a, a a Jim Rossism from, I think it might might have been something he said in uh, in Beyond the Mat. Not about getting a little bit more muscle on his upper body, but Ricochet needs a little bit more bass in his voice because he comes off very high pitched in a, in a Bobby Lashley way. But uh, no, he did well, and Velveteen Dream came out, and they of course had a little, little bit of chemistry together. Very good. Uh, so again, hinting at. Velveteen Dream, Ricochet being done down the line. I, I'm kind of happy to see that as Ricochet's first, <clears throat> first proper feud in NXT because those guys are sure to have a hell of a match. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, Ricochet had no socks on and the crowd were chanting about it. He said, <laughs> the thing I came out here to talk about, the only thing on my mind is not socks. It's the NXT Championship. So th- that was a little, um, little indie show style. Uh, crowd interaction, which I which I liked. Uh, EC3 was on. He he won a squash match against Raul Mendoza. The one thing I noticed when watching EC3 is I don't know whether it's because um, you know the guys aren't on every week on NXT that they kind of will rotate. That every now and then EC3 will have a week where he's not on. Alistair Black, for example, who's the champion, wasn't on this week. But the way that they present their their stars is they, they kind of come off as bigger stars than the guys who are on Raw and SmackDown within their own little 
bubble, of course. But like EC3 comes out and it's like, it's it's a big thing. EC3 is on. And they present them as like a, a big, important star. Um, and it's kind of kind of unique in that, that the, the NXT guys within the NXT universe still can come off as big stars. Whereas, you know, I, I'm, I'm shuddering to see what they do with uh, Andrade Almas when he shows up on SmackDown tomorrow because oh yeah that's this week isn't it yeah that's tomorrow he he will just be a guy within a month in, in six months well, least... <clears throat> in six months he'll be a dancing fool I, I I don't think he'll be dancing but I do worry he'll be a he'll be a fool um but hey at least it's the UK so they'll they'll react to him at the very least <laughs> yeah I didn't even think about that that they're bringing him up in the UK it's almost like they don't have faith in the in their own fans that they have to do it in the UK where he'll get a reaction. Yeah, it, it's like in some ways I'm kind of a bit fed up of the night after WrestleMania uh, debut trope because it's like because it requires no work. It's like you just you bring up a person who's moderately well known and they get a massive pop. Well, this year specifically they they've way overdone it. They brought up like nine people or something or even more but, counting the the two weeks cuz they did the draft then the week after. And it's like it, they they count that as success, as a success because oh they got a pop, but it's like the art of actually doing the work <clears> to build up the debut is so lost on this company these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, I see your point. That, that then it's like okay, well now that you're away from your hardcores, your freaks who fly around the world and spend eighty thousand quid or whatever they spend, wait eighty thousand, eight thousand. Um, <laughs> when you're back to you know the the cliche example, your Corpus Christi. They don't know or care who these people are, you know. So, 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 yeah. And this, this is just a microcosm of that, you know. Go to the UK; they're going to mark out for the NXT lads. But after that, it's it might be an uphill battle. But you know, we'll see. T- time will tell. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. And also, la- la- yeah. Last thing about NXT: um, the best character in the whole company, including Ron SmackDown, continues to do good work. That's Tommaso Ciampa. Who uh, defeated Cassius Ono in a very good main event? The thing with Champa, which is unique in in WWE, is that he's a heel who's like really good at at what he does, and yet because Johnny Gargano is the one that he kind of wronged, the fans still hate him. <laughs> you know, that's the the mark of a true heel, right? Too often nowadays, you have. Um, the cool heel, which of course you know the NWO um, invented to an extent, but even today, yeah. you know Samoa Joe, for example, Joe comes out and you know Joe is so uh, good at what he does that the crowd will kind of cheer for him, and, and and especially when he's put up against someone like Roman Reigns, who they dislike anyway. They have too often nowadays heels that are liked, and so the dynamic of what wrestling is at its core is supposed to be doesn't really work. And then you have Tommaso Ciampa here, who's like such a bastard <laughs> that the fans boo him. <laughs> like, what a unique concept! Um, but he's great, and he uh, he was against, uh, like I said, Cassius Ono in the main event. And not only did he win, but after the match, he took off his knee brace and he put Ono through the ropes over in the corner, and essentially put the brace over his face in a kind of like a, almost like the finish at um, TakeOver when Gargano beat him with the Gargano escape with the brace. He did that to to uh, to Ono. And uh, yeah, Tommaso Ciampa is great. And if you're not watching NXT, like I say, you're missing out on the best thing 
currently going in WWE because he is fantastic. The only thing I would say about the way they present Chop is he still um, he comes out to no music, which I feel like they've yeah. they've tried too many times recently. The the person coming out to no music, um, but he's great. He's really great. And uh, yeah, they were the most important things from NXT. They're, they're doing a storyline with Dakota Kai where she's like afraid of Shayna Baszler. Uh, so I'm not sure where that's going to go. But um, yeah, and also War Machine, who are now called War Raiders, had a match with Heavy Machinery. They beat them pretty uh, pretty easy. I'm not sure about the way War Raiders are... are have to kind of start in, in WWE. I was very, very excited to see them them show up because of what i've seen of them previously i was very excited but i don't know what it is i think maybe putting them in with heavy machinery who are themselves uh, a big horse team maybe doesn't accentuate the the strength or the real positive the real uh, advantages of what war machine were you know i feel like they they kind of have to put them in with with a a team of like plucky underdogs like, mm. like I don't know. I, I'm not a big TM61 fan, and I know that they've just kind of turned heel a little bit. But like a team like that to feud with War Raiders might be a better way to go. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's, that's... Uh, it's... it's funny when you when you when you were listing the the result there. You said uh, they faced heavy machinery. I always assumed they changed their name to avoid confusion with the uh, uh, the MMA guy, or possibly War to avoid machine. legal. Yeah. Or, or yeah, to or to avoid like the Marvel character, but sure. then I realized it's more than likely just because they already have a team called Machinery. Yeah, uh, they should have called them Heavy the... Raiders and left War Machine as they were. I think well, War, War Raiders guys. works for they have their like little helmets on and stuff, you know, mm. and the face paint, uh, so it works. I watched just before we did the show. I watched Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy. Oh, I. Uh, from 205 Live. Let me tell you, Buddy Murphy's a great little wrestler. He is. He's got a great finish as well. He's a great wrestler and he's little. Well, um, he's very muscular for a little lad. I, I, one thing I do like, the commentators were putting over that he's like, he, he kind of, he's like, he's like the power wrestler of the division in a way. Like he kind of, yeah. he does like power bombs and he kind of throws the other guys around. And I, I didn't even notice this until they, the commentary kind of put it over. But they did an angle a few weeks ago where he missed weight. For yeah, a they title did. Match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I like that the idea is that he is literally just under the 205, so he is like the biggest, most powerful person in the division while still being in the division. Well, I don't know if there was uh, anything to that, but he missed weight just before the Greatest Royal Rumble because he was supposed to mm-hmm. fight for the title at that. And then he made weight again like immediately afterwards. So I don't know whether there was some problem that he couldn't be on the show for whatever reason, but... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but... Uh, <laughs> He's super talented, and I have to say, I mean, he's someone who I did not rate at all as one half of that NXT team. Oh, well, I mean, Wesley Blake is was always the anchor of that team, <laughs> to be fair. Because he sucks. And yeah. Is he still there? Is he gone? Or? He's still there. He's in a team with um, the military guy. They're in a team called, like, Sons of War or something. Okay. Um yeah, so but he's been and, and Ali is just phenomenal. I mean, he's he's such a talented guy. I still wish he was on Raw having like matches with Seth Rollins like out of this division. But two hundred five is good. The crowd, I'll tell you what, the crowd are still really lame and, and quiet for the for the first half of the show. But they they get into those main events, which is really all I care about because that's all I'm watching anyway. Sure. 
And then John so, uh, Cena is sad because... He, John Cena's really sad. He's a sad man. John Cena's drinking wide, folks. <laughs> He's a sad, sad man. Get it? Yeah, okay. this song. Yeah. Go on, tell us about it, Barry. Why is he sad? Uh, so, so he went tell on... Uh, so he, he uh, went on uh, the Kathy Lee and Hoda show. Former Raw guest hosts. Yeah. Right? I remember. Oh, God. Those two old bags. Were they, <laughs> were they talking the, the booking? Uh, they were like, John, what? What do you think about Ronda Rousey, Heather Bookender? What's going on there? What, what, what is it that just means the fans just don't connect with Roman Reigns? I mean, John, I've got my spreadsheet here. I'm seeing a lot of four stars. I'm seeing a, a couple of four and a halves. What, what do these people want? <laughs> Uh-huh. But they were asking about the Nikki thing, and he was being John Cena. He was like, "Oh well, you know, blah 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 blah." And they kind of, as the interview kind of went on, he was just getting. He was talking about how he, I still love her, and I, I, you know, I want to be the father of her kids, and I want to support her. And then he, he started. He didn't. He didn't like burst into tears, but he got a little emotional. Yeah. A little emotional, and he was literally. I was not exactly. He was literally drinking wine. Uh, and one of the Kathy Lee or Hoda, I don't know which one is which, just like sort of awkwardly like put her hand on his shoulder to like comfort him because she seemed like she wasn't quite expecting him to get emotional. It was very odd. It was very odd. Um, but uh, if this is if this is all a work for the old Total Bellas, it's, uh, let me tell you, get that man one of them shitty daytime Emmys or something. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, mm. The clip is out there. I'm sure it's probably on every wrestling site under the sun at this stage. Yeah. Do you think at WrestleMania 35... Is that the next one? <laughs> What's the next WrestleMania? Yeah, uh, uh, yes, 35, correct, yeah. Do you think we'll have a modern-day Randy Savage huh? Elizabeth moment? with Elizabeth... <laughs> Who's, who would be the equivalent of, like, Sensational Sherry? Like, uh, Nikki Cross or something. Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss is beating up John Cena. <laughs> and Nikki Bella's in the crowd watching. <laughs> Alexa Bliss is beating up <laughs> Well, I do. Alexa so Bliss. already and... the greatest WrestleMania ever. Tell me more. <laughs> Alexa Bliss, who is acting as the valet of, I don't know, the newly healed Roman Reigns, let's say. They're beating up John Cena. Nikki Bella's in the crowd. Halfway up the ramp. <laughs> yeah, it has to be the exact same. She hops, she hops the, the barricade. She runs in. She, I was going to say she pulls uh, Nikki Bella off, but that sounded a bit too oh. innuendo. She grabs Nikki Bella, tosses her from the ring. Cena oh, turns around. He's about to throw a punch. But it's Nikki oh. Bella. and They have the big reunion, and women in the crowd are crying. And Michael Cole is crying. Uh, and they reunite. Is that is is that what this is building to? Well, I hope so. And then they do the wedding at Survivor Series or whatever it was. SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Sorry, match match made in heaven, match made in hell. And Bray Wyatt runs in at the end of the wedding. <sighs> if he's still alive. And and Matt Hardy. Well, there you go. I need to go watch that. I tell you what. To be honest, that clip from. Is, is what WrestleMania is that? Eight, uh, seven. Seven. That clip for WrestleMania seven still bring a little tear to my eye. I gotta be honest. 
Mm. I mean, it has. It's it's watching it these days, it has the added tragedy of it all, you know. Well, I, well, no, but even even without that extra weight on it, and I don't have any like nostalgia. I didn't watch WrestleMania Seven back in the day, but when I even just the power of that angle alone gets the old tear ducts working. Yeah. I feel. <sighs> anyway. So what do we want to do now? Do we want to go into OTT or do we want to do that as a separate cut? I, I think we should do that as a separate thing. There's a oh, show okay, on the okay, line here okay, for, okay, for, okay, okay, okay. for you know, Mick Wrestling. Joe can listen um, to it anyway to hear all the fabulous stories about... Oh, yeah. Tri- <laughs> that You'll definitely do that. Ooh, sounds good, baby. All right, we're going to wrap up here uh, on this, the end of the traditional Chair Shop Podcast episode. Uh, uh, and me and Paul will be back momentarily to talk the OTT Weekender. But, folks, if you enjoyed this show, do come back for next week. Subscribe, tell your friends, follow Chair Shop Pod on Twitter. Tell other people to follow Chair Shop Pod on Twitter. Tell other people to subscribe to this show and check it out. Eh, maybe on a week where we have more to talk about. But anyway... Um, <laughs> and if you're a if you're a fan of the old Irish wrestling and you want to hear us talk about OTT, uh, the the episode should be on your feed, so it'll be you know it's right there on the same exact feed. So don't worry about that. So uh, until next time, folks, it's goodbye from me, Mary Murphy. It's goodbye from Paul Griffin. Goodbye, and it's a big old goodbye from Mr. Joe Towner. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>